2020 is finally coming to an end, and I just heard a collective sigh of relief through the screen because 2020 has been quite the year and definitely not the year that any of us expected. And part of me wonders, when we look back on the year 2020, what is it that we'll remember? We'll probably remember the pandemic, the toilet paper drought, the shelter-in-place order, most recently the overflowing ICUs. We'll probably remember the cries for justice against racism and police brutality, the protests, Black Lives Matter. Maybe we'll remember a divided nation, the anti-maskers, Republicans versus Democrats, Biden versus Trump. Or maybe we'll remember all the things that we lost. Those of us who have lost jobs, lost loved ones, friends that have moved away. We lost the king of Wakanda. We lost Black Mamba. And I think for most of us, this has been the most difficult, painful year of our lives. And I think there's this temptation to write off 2020 as an L, as a loss, to remember it as the year that we all want to forget, like 2020 was what it was, and now we can finally move on and never have to think about it ever again. But I think we miss something extremely valuable when we do that. I think we miss something that God so desperately wants us to catch when we try to write off 2020. Because in the midst of this terrible year, the truth and the reality is that God was still in it. And even when we couldn't see him moving in our lives, he never stopped working. You know, at a prayer meeting a few months into the pandemic, Jacob shared a word that he heard from God. I don't remember the exact words, but he said something like 2020 is not over yet. It's not lost. And today I feel an invitation from God inviting us to linger here a little bit longer in 2020 and to ask God to show us all the beautiful things that he did, even when we couldn't see it throughout the year. You know, there's a song that's been speaking to me lately by Hillsong United called Shadow Step. And there's a few lines that I want to share with you. In the verse, it says, you were always there tracing all my steps. And then the chorus goes, light up the way of your heart. Move me like you do the mountains. Move me like you do the wind. And I'll chase your voice through the dark. Fix my eyes on the unexpected. In the wonder of your shadow step. So take another step. And this song paints this beautiful image that every step that we take is in the shadow of God's step, meaning there's not a single step we've taken in our lives where he hasn't been. The one who goes before us, who's behind us and all around us is there in every step that we take. And part of the faith journey is fixing our eyes to see God in the unexpected places, in the shadows, in the darkness, in the pandemic, in a hellish 2020. I want you to think about a seed for a second. You know, most of us think about a seed and we think about the tree and the fruit that it bears and the branches and the leaves. But the most important time in the life of a seed is when it's buried in the soil, buried in darkness, buried in the shadows. See, it's in the soil where the seed begins growing its roots, branching out throughout the ground. 
Without its time in the soil, the tree would knock over with the winds. The tree wouldn't be able to grow many branches and sprout leaves. The tree wouldn't be able to grow fruit. It's in the darkness of the soil where the seed is able to go through its most important process. And church, hear me today when I say it's in the darkness where God does his most important work in us. It's in the shadows where God grows us the most. And maybe 2020 was all darkness and shadow. Maybe 2020 didn't yield the fruit that you anticipated. Maybe 2020 was the worst year of your life. Or maybe 2020 was the year that God did his most important work in you. Maybe 2020 was the year where God worked deep in the soil of darkness to grow you in the unseen places. Maybe 2020 wasn't all that you wanted, but it was everything that you needed. Maybe we just need to see him in the unexpected, in the shadow step. Listen, I don't want us to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to move on to the new year without getting everything I possibly could from this one. Because the God who never wastes a hurt has been moving all along and I want to see it. I don't want to move on into 2021, not remembering what God did in 2020. I don't want to look back on this year, years from now, and just have it be a blank slate, a holding pattern, a waiting ground. I want to look at it and be able to say, wow, this is what God was doing. You know, one of my friends, Sarah Wallach, she started doing this thing on Instagram where every year, at the end of the year, she labels her year. She gives it a name. And so like 2016, the year of waiting, 2017, the year of Jubilee. And she started theming her years after the year passed. And I thought that was such a beautiful practice. Because when you look back on the years, you could see the narrative of God weaving in and out of your life. And so I'm actually starting that this year. I'm praying about God. 2020, what do you call it? What is this year about? What is the theme? When I look back on 2020, how can I see that you were moving? I don't want 2020 to be defined by the darkness. I want it to be defined by God's shadow step. I want to look back and remember more than the pandemic, more than the pain, more than the shadows. I want to look back and remember this is how God moved. This is what God did. It wasn't what I expected, but it was good. And so church, before we move on to the new year, I want us to spend just a little time looking back. I know we're all eager to head into the new year. I know we're all eager to jump into 2021. But I want us to pause and linger on this year a moment longer. 2020 in all of its agony. 2020 in all of its darkness and all of its shadows. And we don't have to minimize it or lie to ourselves. This year sucked. It was hard. But I also want us to look beneath the soil. God, what were you up to? What are the unseen things you did in me? How did you move? What was the important work that you were doing inside of me? And to do that, we're actually going to practice an Ignatian spiritual exercise known as the examine. And most of you might be familiar with this. We did this at the end of last year. We also did it during the summer of rest. And usually the examine is practiced to help you process your day with God. So you do it at the end of your day and you process that day with God. 
But today we're going to do it to help us process the entire year, 2020. And so church, I want to invite you to really engage. I know through the screen, sometimes it's hard and we get distracted, but I want to encourage you, rid yourself of any distraction for the next 10 to 15 minutes as we go through the five steps of our annual exam. And I want you to get comfortable. I want you to go to the bathroom right now if you need to. I want us to give our undivided attention to God. You know, bust out your journal or your phone to jot down what you're experiencing, to remember what God's saying. And I just want to ask you, would you give God your undivided intention and focus as we engage with him during these next 10 to 15 minutes? And so church, why don't we do it together? I'm going to lead us through our annual examine as we remember the shadow step and as we see how God was moving throughout this incredibly difficult year. So I'm going to open us up one more time in prayer, and then I'm going to lead us through this exercise. You ready? Here we go. Holy Spirit, as we practice this Ignatian spiritual exercise, as we perform and come before you and go through our annual examine, I pray that you would open our eyes and that we would be open to what you're saying, what you're showing us. God, we don't want to remember 2020 as a lost year. We don't want to remember it just for all that we lost or all that was difficult, but we want to be able to look on this year and see what you are doing. So would you come here right now? I want you to keep your eyes closed. And step one, I want us to become aware of God's presence. Psalm 46.10, the psalmist writes, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Now Psalm 139, 7-12, and Psalm 46, 10, Be still and know that I am God. Before we get started, I want us to become aware of God's presence. The same presence that was there every step of the way throughout 2020. The same presence that was there in our deepest darkness. The same presence that's there in our deepest failures, in our shortcomings in our weakness, in our being overwhelmed. The same presence that never leaves our side, even when we don't want anything to do with God. Right now, I want you to just be aware of the presence of God that is there with you right now, that was there with you every moment of this incredibly difficult year. And I want you to ask God, God, help me become aware of your presence right now whether it's physically, whether it's something that you're speaking to me, whether it's just a a comfort knowing that you're here. Just take a moment, quiet every other thing around you. And I want you to find God's presence. Become aware of his withness. Become aware of Emmanuel, 
God with us. I feel like for some of us, there have been so many times throughout the year where we wondered, God, where are you? God, why did you leave me? Why did you leave me here alone? Why did you abandon me? Why aren't you moving? Why don't you love me? And I just keep hearing the Spirit say, I've been there every step of the way. I've seen every tear. I've heard every doubt. And I know. And I'm here. So God, we welcome your presence here right now. As we're here in the presence of God, I want to move us on to step two. And we're going to review the year with gratitude. Psalm 139, 13 through 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. At this moment, I want us to recount all the things that we could thank God for in 2020. It could be the little things like, God, I thank you for allowing me to wake up healthy every day. Or God, I thank you for my family. I thank you for my community. It could be something big. God, I thank you when I lost work. God, that you broke through and you helped me find a new job. God, when my family member was sick and on the brink of death, you moved and you healed them. God, whatever it is from little to big, I just want you to begin thanking God for everything that you could possibly think of. And as the psalmist say, were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. I think if we really sat and we tried to remember all the things that we could be thankful for, they would outnumber the grains of the sand or the stars in the sky. So right now, just begin recounting all the things that you are thankful for in 2020. And if you're having trouble, if you can only think of a few things, that's enough. Just thank God for those things. Right now, just begin recounting the year, reviewing the year through a lens of gratitude. God, I thank you that you've kept me and my household safe. God, I thank you for my job. God, I thank you that maybe I don't have a job, but you've kept providing for me. God, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my community. God, I thank you for all the things that you've taught me. God, I thank you for all the revelations. God, I thank you for everything that you've done. Just begin thanking him right now. Doesn't matter how big. Doesn't matter how small. Just review the year with gratitude. One thing that I might recommend too is maybe you can write all of these things down because when you look back on 2020, you can't think of all the things that you're thankful for, but when you write them down, you see, wow, you were moving God. There are so many things that I can be thankful for. So just begin doing that.
We thank you, God. Thank you for every little thing that you've done. Now I want us to move on to step three. And in step three, we're going to pay attention to our emotions. Uh, I want to go to Psalm 139, 23 through 24. The psalmist writes, Search me, God, and know my heart, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. As you... You're thinking through your year, you know, we already thanked God for all the things that we're thankful for. But what were some of the difficult emotions that you experienced? Maybe it was anger. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was apathy or sorrow or disappointment. Maybe there were moments that you regret. Moments that were painful. Moments where you felt short Moments where you hurt others. Moments where you've made a mess of yourself and your life. Moments where you've sinned. And don't ignore those emotions. Lean into them. And know that in all of those moments, God was there. He didn't leave your side. And as you're thinking about these difficult emotions and moments that you experienced through 2020, I want you to ask God, what are you saying to me in these moments? What are you saying to me as I feel these emotions? What are you saying to my anger? What are you saying to my frustration and my impatience? What are you saying to my fear? What are you saying to my sorrow? What are you saying to my apathy? What are you saying to my failure? Maybe you're coming before God and saying, God, there's so much I regret this year. I just let the year pass on by and there's so many things I wish I did. Maybe God's saying to you, you did the best that you could. You tried your best. But know that you haven't wasted a single moment because I can make beautiful things out of everything that you make a mess of. Maybe you're coming to God with anger. God, I'm so mad because this year I was supposed to do this and do that. I was supposed to excel in work. I was supposed to launch my business, but I wasn't able to because of the pandemic. God, I'm so angry. Why? And maybe God's saying, trust in my timing, trust in my plan. Maybe you're saying, God, I've, I've been so sad this year. I've been so alone. I've been so lonely. Maybe God's reminding you, son, daughter, you were never alone. I was there with you every moment. And even the moments where you felt the most alone, I was still there. Begin just being honest about how difficult this year has been. Every emotion that you felt, every moment that was hard, and bring it to God and ask God to speak to you through it. What is he saying to your emotions? What is he saying to those difficult moments? Some of you are carrying shame because You kind of forgot about God this year. You put him on the back burner. And you feel shame even in approaching him. But I feel like God is saying, I've been running after you with arms open wide, ready to receive you. And I want to throw you a banquet. I want to give you all that you've been missing out on. I want to give it all to you right now. Just come. And I feel like God is 
eliminating that shame with his light. For some of you, all you can remember are regrets. I feel like God is saying, give me those things and I will give you rest. Give me your regrets and I'll give you my rest. Come on, continue giving those things to God. Continue listening to what he's saying to each of them. Now, step four, I want us to respond in prayer. Isaiah 65, 24, I think it's one of the most incredible passages by the prophet Isaiah. He says, even before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Come on. Even before you call, God is already ready to answer. Even while you're still speaking, he hears. And right now, I want us to respond to God in prayer. Everything that he's speaking to us, everything that we're thankful for, every emotion that we're giving to him. And listen, you don't have to force religious words. I just want you to organically respond to God. What do you want to say to him in response to everything that he's saying to you? What do you want to say to him in response to everything that you're experiencing? Maybe you want to thank him. Maybe you want to praise him. Maybe you want to ask him for help. Saying, God, I can't do this. God, I, I, can't, I can't get over this. God, I can't give this up. I need you right now. Maybe you want to repent and say, God, I'm so sorry for being so far and looking the other way. I want to return to you. Whatever it is, I want you to just begin responding to God in an honest prayer. You don't have to force your religious words. You don't have to start with the dear God or throw in father gods or anything like that. Just speak to him organically and honestly and authentically. Whatever is on your heart, whatever is on your mind. Just let it overflow in response to everything that he's been speaking and everything Holy Spirit has been leading through during this time. Come on, respond in prayer. And if you feel comfortable, I I encourage you to respond out loud. God, I thank you for all the blessings that I've counted this year. I thank you for all the beautiful things that you've done, even in the midst of an ugly year. God, I repent for my apathy. God, I repent for throwing you in the passenger seat. God, I repent for making a mess of my life. I repent for the way that I've hurt others or the way that I've thrown others away or or isolated myself from them. Or maybe, God, I need your help. God, I'm looking back on this year and there's so much pain, so much baggage, and I need your help because it feels so heavy. God, I need your help because my family member is still sick. God, I need your help because you still haven't broken through. I still need a job. God, I still need provision. God, I still need this, that. I need clarity. I need understanding. God, I need you. Whatever it is, just begin honestly responding to God. And as you speak, even if you don't have the right words to articulate it, remember the words of the prophet that even before I call, you answer. And even while I'm still speaking, you hear. And so, God, we lay before you everything.
Let's do that just for a moment longer. Respond to God in your honest prayer. And now last, our final step. I want us to look toward the new year. As you think about 2021, what are the things that you're feeling? Is it excitement? Is it reluctance? Is it fear? Is it joy? Is it apathy? Whatever it is, whether good or bad, I want you to ask God to help you. Ask God to give you light. Ask God to give you hope. Ask God to give you a promise for the new year. Ask God to give you a vision for 2021. Ask God to fill you with hope for the new year. I want you to invite God as you're thinking about 2021, and I want you to ask him to speak. God, would you speak into my new year? As I head into 2021, what is it that you want me to know? What is it that you want me to hold on to? Even if 2021 ends up being crazy like 2020, even if it ends up being a difficult year just like this one, even if it's harder, what are the things that you want me to remember and hold on to? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to feel as I look to 2021? Ask God for a word. Ask God for a promise. I feel like for some of you, God is reinviting you to that secret special place in that place where you have prioritized him above work, above career, above friends, above everything else. And he's saying next year, the thing I want you to remember is to keep me as your first love. For some of you, I feel like God is is replacing your reluctance and your fear and your hesitation and your doubt with hope with the ability to dream again. And he's saying, I don't want you to live in fear in the new year. I want you to live with hope, the joyful anticipation that I am good and that I will release good over your life. Come on, let's ask God, what do you have for me in 2021? What do you want me to know? And as you continue to do that, I just want to close this final step with Psalm 23. And I just hear this over our souls today that God wants us to know these words and to hold it in our heart as we look toward the new year. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And God, as we wrap up this time, 
Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of 2021. Surely your goodness and love will pursue me even when I'm running away. Surely your goodness and love will follow me even into the darkest valley, into the deepest shadow. And so God, as we move into this new year, even as we spend the rest of 2020 reflecting on all that you've done, I pray that you would give us eyes to see you moving in the shadow step to see the areas that look like darkness and to look beneath the soil to see what you are doing. And we remember that throughout history, throughout your word, you have done your most important work in the darkness, in the darkness of the tomb, in the darkness of the womb, in the darkness of an empty creation. That is where you did your most important work. And so we pray for resurrection life over 2021. We pray for new hope over this new year. And we pray new mercies and new grace to be able to walk with you and see you moving. So we thank you for 2020 in all of its messiness, in all of its darkness and shadow, in all of its pain. We thank you for it all. And we pray for a blessed 2021. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.